This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest, best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Line Podcast. Hello, I am so excited to be talking pop culture, have a little fun with this episode. By the way, I don't know if I ever explained why we sprinkle in the pop culture episodes on the podcast. For me, I love learning. I love listening to podcasts and lectures, and I don't really read books. I listen to books because I'm always multitasking and trying to fit things into my schedule, but I love all the things. But once in a while, I like a good pop culture moment. I like, you know, back in the day, it was like E! News, and there still is E! News now, but it's just not the same. So I think it's kind of nice to throw it in because sometimes we need a break from excelling and learning and changing and motivation and all these things and talking business and health and fitness and, you know, money and family and all the things that come with it. It's just nice to be in a place where we could just have a little fun. And I think it's kind of interesting to look at pop culture and some of the quote unquote issues and talk about it. And I think some of the things that I talk about on here, my perspective isn't said. And I don't know if I'm just like a weirdo over here or if you guys are all like, yeah, I was thinking that too. But I think some of the stuff is kind of orchestrated and then the media just takes it And then it just becomes the same narrative in all the outlets. And it's so boring. So this is why we do these episodes. It's just kind of a fun little break and, you know, keeps us relevant in the times. So first topic of our pop culture is Kim and Kourtney Kardashian. The new season, season four of the Kardashians started. The very first episode started with a huge huge bang. And it was, for those that haven't seen it, I'm not going to like, there's really nothing to ruin. It's the first episode. So like there's nothing to ruin, but Kim is on the phone with Courtney and is basically like letting her know that she's doing a Dolce & Gabbana dinner or something. And she was like, I know we had our drama last year and I know it's a sensitive topic, but I would love for you to come to this dinner. And Courtney's like, I'm not going to come. And basically stood by her feelings from the year before and was like, I didn't think it was okay. Yeah, I've moved past, but I still don't think it was, it was right what you did. And then you can see that Kim doesn't like that. (laughs) And Kim kind of goes off on her. She says, are you happy? Um, She says that they have a group chat that literally says not Courtney. And she says that it's 
her friends on this group chat and her friends basically saying things behind Courtney's back or wondering if Courtney's happy or if Courtney's okay. She also states at one point that her kids have gone to Kim and have vented about issues they're having with their mother, which is Courtney, obviously. it The whole thing was kind of bizarre to me. I felt like Kim was very below the belt, like completely unnecessary things to say had nothing to do with the issue at hand, right? Like the issue at hand is that Courtney thought that Kim doing this deal and this collab with Dolce & Gabbana was ripping off her wedding theme. And she wanted her wedding theme to be her thing. And she loved the theme. And it's just kind of their vibe. Very 90s, a little gothic, you know, that whole thing. And instead of Kim just understanding where Courtney's coming from and moving on, she has to double, triple down and basically be like, what's wrong with you? Something's wrong with you and your friends and your children agree. I'm a huge Kim fan and always have been. I thought it was low. Like it was low. I like, ooh, like my heart hurt. I do think that Courtney handled herself really well. Like she was so calm for having her sister come at her with her friends and her kids. You know, like as soon as she brought up the kids, I was like, Courtney is about to lose her shit. But she didn't. She didn't. I mean, at the end, she got a little bit emotional. um, And, you know, I would too, right? It's like, why are you coming after my kids and my friends? And why are you getting all the sisters against me? Um, but I think, I think really what it is, is it's this, it is that Courtney's in a place of being a newlywed. Now she's pregnant. She's got her kids. Her life is in a different place than Kim, who is very single, you know, like she's super single. She enjoys hanging out with the other sisters because all the other sisters are single for the most part too. I mean, I know we've got like Kendall and Kylie have boyfriends, but like that's not the same as like being married with children. You know what I mean? Um, Chloe obviously is very single and has her situation with her baby daddy. So I feel like Kim doesn't, can't separate the fact that, you know, Courtney is just in a different place and it's okay that you're not in the same place. And maybe there's a little bit of jealousy or resentment or something going on on Kim's side. So the whole thing was definitely cringy, Um, but it'll be interesting to see how the season plays out. I also wonder if that phone call was put in place because maybe Kim and the others felt like the show is starting to get boring and maybe they needed to spice it up with something. And it's maybe the headlines from last season with her and Courtney having a fight was like a big deal. And they thought that they could just monopolize that a little bit more, right? So there is always that thought, like clearly you like positioned it to like this conversation be on camera and you know, it's just like a little fishy, a little 
set up and staged. So um, I'm a fan of Kim. I've always have been. So I'm not just like another person ragging on her. Uh, but I do feel like she has the money. She has the fame. She, I don't know. She's got the good looks and this and that. It's like, why do you want to drag your sister through the mud? Like, it just seems kind of weird. And at the end, Courtney says, you're a witch to Kim. And that was kind of like the end of the conversation. And, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of team, I'm kind of team Courtney on this and team Courtney with the wedding situation. I can see both sides, but I think in life, if you're seeing both sides, then, and you're not, you're not able to like pick a side, then you have, your your opinion doesn't matter. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like have an opinion, have, you know, think things through. Anyways, that's just like a side note of mine. So I position myself with Courtney on this topic and there was no reason for Kim to even do the Dolce & Gabbana deal in the first place. She already has the money. She already has the family. We talked about why. Why do something that you know is going to upset your sister? And it has to do with her wedding. You know, it's not like some party or some collab or some magazine cover or some movie. It is her wedding. It's going to be something that hopefully she's going to be cherishing for the rest of her life. And now you've kind of tainted it. Oh, the other thing that Courtney said was, that Kim came to her wedding and was unhappy the whole time and like couldn't just like be happy for her and couldn't just let her have the spotlight. It, you know, Kim always has to have the spotlight. And I can kind of see that, you know, I think the the deal with Dolce & Gabbana kind of proves that fact of like, why couldn't you just let Courtney have the D- Dolce & Gabbana vibes and you do something else, you know? Um, there was really no reason to take that deal other than wanting to be in the spotlight because it's not like she needs the money or the notoriety or, you know, the brand, like she's got her own brand. She does her own deals. I don't know. It just, I don't, I I just think it's a little, a little fishy, but it'll be interesting to see how the season plays out. Um, I'm always curious about Chloe. Like I want I want Chloe to like figure out her stuff. I obviously, I do not want her with Tristan, obviously. Um, but she is kind of always like stuck. And one thing she said in episode, this first episode is that she's getting close to 40 and she really is excited to like let go of her thirties and enter her forties because her thirties were not great. And obviously we got to see it all played out with all the drama with Tristan and, you know, I mean, she had skin cancer on her face that had to be cut off and, you know, all these things. So I think it's, she also talked about, which I love this, by the way, complete side note, but she also talked about how 2023 is her year of shedding things. And then 2024 is going to like be her year. And I've never thought about it that way per se, but it's so true because sometimes you need that year of cleansing or, you know, figuring things out, dialing things in, going back to basics, whatever that looks like for you. And then you step into this kind of new you, new standards, new rhythm, new wants in the new year. 
So I thought that was really good when she said that. I was like, that's great. And obviously this was filmed earlier in 2023. So it's not like it's the end of the year like it is right now. So that was um, really like smart of her to like kind of look at it that way and move forward. So I do, you know, I'm a sucker for the Kardashians. I don't know why. It's just something very calming about after a busy day, I just zone out watching an episode of the Kardashians. I don't know. And like, and here's the deal. Like we're going to talk about some other reality TV right now in a second, but like, I don't really watch that much TV when I do. It is like the, the random Kardashians or housewives. Um, I watch the sex in the city stuff, but it's like so bad. (laughs) It's so bad, but you know, it's nostalgic. So it's like, how could you not? Um, what else? There was like, I mean, obviously like I watched Yellowstone, even though I think it's gotten really bad. (laughs) Like the last season was horrible and like so boring. So hopefully this new season is better. Um, you know, there's like a little bit of stuff sprinkled in, but for the most part, I don't watch that much TV. And when I do, it's like the random, like a veg out chill TV or TV I can have on in the background and I'm like doing other things. So I think that's like the Kardashians is like the perfect example of that show where you could just have it on in the background and be like doing a face mask and like folding laundry and talking to your husband about your day and it's on in the background, you know? So it's just, it just feels mm, good. So, um, yeah, I also like kind of seeing their fashion and a little bit of the trends, even if some of it's a little wild. I think that's actually more interesting than the fashion on the new Sex and the City which is, what is it called? And just like that, I, we might as well just call it Sex in the City. I don't know why it has a new name, but the fashion on that is like so boring in comparison sometimes to what the Kardashians are doing. So I also watch for the fashion or the small trends. Like I'll, I'll literally like analyze what their house looks like, what their outdoor furniture looks like, like little things also. So I love it. It'll be interesting. We'll see what happens with all the sisters, but I love, I love it. Courtney, if you're listening to this, like keep it real girl, keep it going, be you. You've never wavered. You've never given in, you know, like given in to, you know, what you're supposed to be quote unquote, like you just do you. And that's why we love it. So keep it up. Um, another big thing that has happened, Bethany Frankel has her own podcast and I think it's called just be or B just B no just B I don't know but she had Raquel on which now she goes by Rachel which was obviously from Vanderpump Rules and it was like first of all Bethany you're genius she had it in three parts plus like a summary episode and like another episode after that so she like really drew this out because you know she knew she knew people were going to want to listen it was the first time that Raquel Rachel had said anything since the whole scandal and it was really good and I know people were like oh this is so stupid like how could Bethany side with her and you know I don't think Bethany wasn't siding with her Bethany wasn't siding Bethany hasn't even seen the show this is the best part she's never even seen the show she just watched the reunion and but she really brought it to like a big picture she she would pull it back and be like 
how is this okay in a workplace? You know, this is a job. You're being paid to do a job. How, where's HR? Like there's people yelling at you, putting you down, swearing at you, belittling you at this reunion. Andy Cohen's not doing anything. Lisa Vanderpump's not doing anything. None of the other cast members are saying anything and backing you up. Um, None of the producers, nobody. They just let everyone have a free for all. And she really just was pointing out that reality TV is kind of this gray area where it is a job and these are companies and there is a salary and there are rules in place, but not really. Like you can kind of do whatever and get away with it and because it's reality TV. Like that would never fly in a corporate environment or or even a small business environment, you guys. If something like this happened at Lemon, like that person would be fired immediately. If somebody was like swearing at a you know fellow employee and like calling them names and belittling them, they would be fired instantly. Like there would be no place for that type of behavior, obviously, right? So it's interesting when Bethany brings these up and she also just talks about everything, the industry as a whole, these networks and how it works. Um, it, it was it was more interesting for me to hear that side of it than what Raquel had to say. You know, like Raquel definitely answered questions. She filled in the blanks and all the things. But yeah, that was so interesting. And oh, gosh, I just think like, and then, I mean, Bethany obviously got like so much hate, but then her podcast became like number one because of this one interview. And it was just kind of funny where Bethany was like, you guys can hate all you want, but my podcast is number one. Like, obviously you're all listening, you know? And I just love how real she keeps it. And I think, I think honestly, at the end of the day, the reason people hate Bethany so much is because she came from nothing. She was one of the original housewives. She took that opportunity and built a multi-million dollar business and sold it and has her hands in all these different businesses and investments. And she's very savvy and she's very smart. And a lot of people in her position either didn't do that or wouldn't even know how to do that. You know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of like old housewives or random people that are coming out and they're like against her and hate her and have all these negative things to say. And, you know, saying that like she lies or this or that. And I'm like, whatever, you could say what you want, but like, she really doesn't have any skin in the game anymore. She doesn't care about being on a reality show. Bravo has begged her to come back multiple times. I'm sure because she was the most beloved New York housewife and maybe one of the most beloved housewives, period. One of the most famous for sure. So she could have came back. She probably still to this day, if Bethany was like, I'll come back, they would have her back. That's a fact. They would probably give her her own show. Like they would do anything because Bethany is reality TV gold. She says what she means, what she's thinking. She is kind of funny. She, she kind of has all the characteristics that we would want in something we would want to watch. So you know, say what you want. But I think Bethany just kind of doesn't care anymore. She has the money. She has the fame. She does what she wants. She likes to do her little makeup videos or skincare videos. She's busy with her daughter. Like, 
I, she's got a boyfriend that she's been with forever, who I, I think is technically a fiance now. Like, I just feel like she has her shit together, you know? And like, she's getting older. I don't really think she cares. Like, been there, done that. I don't really think she cares if she burns a bridge with Andy Cohen or anyone at Bravo or anyone in the networks at all. I think she's kind of like, that's old school. Like I can get on TikTok and on Instagram and I can upload a video in two seconds when you guys are trying to produce something for six months down the line. It just doesn't compete anymore. And she's not wrong. You know, like there definitely is going to be a bit of a tipping point. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but she's, she's over it. So they, you know, she's, she's got no skin in the game. She's doing her own thing. She's having fun with the podcast where she can literally have an interview and upload it that same day if she wants, you guys. Like, I'm telling you, now that I run a podcast, my podcast is so basic. Like, we don't have any ads. We don't do any editing. If we do, we're just, like, cutting something out that might have been, like, dead air or something. But yeah, you could turn around and upload it that same night. It's not like it's that hard. So she now has the power to do more faster and be heard by anyone, anywhere, where something like a Bravo, they want to control that. They want to dictate when things get released. They want to take sound bites and they edit everything. And you never know what's being said until you watch the episode. So anyways, I think that's so interesting she also now has an interview with Nini from The Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I haven't listened to yet. I'm totally going to listen to. But of course, Nini had her own situation with Bravo and Andy. She was the, one of the OG original Atlanta Housewives. Um, and let's be real. Like no one really watches Atlanta Housewives since Nini left. Like I don't even know who came on after Nini left it's not interesting anymore. Like, I don't know, maybe that's just a personal opinion, but I feel like she really was like the creme de la creme of that franchise. And then when Nini left, she ended up doing, um, do you guys remember it was, uh, the fashion police? Didn't she do fashion police? She did. Maybe she was like a guest that would come on, but she went on to do something else. And then that ended. But anyways, I'm totally curious to listen to this interview, but I, I heard a sound clip and she definitely was like, you know, coming after Andy and like all the people and calling them out on shit. And I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think it's all really interesting. I think it would be nice for Andy to address some of it at some point, maybe not right now, but at some point. And, and honestly, like why not have Bethany and Nini on his show and just talk or you know like I just think that would be that would be interesting it, that would be that would probably be like one of the most viewed shows of the year <laughs> you know like OG Housewives and Andy Cohen yeah that's what that's what he needs to do there's your idea Andy I hope you're listening uh but yeah, very interesting. I, I like uncovering the business side of things. She definitely talks about how production works and how filming works and some of the rules and regulations that are there or lack thereof. I find it very interesting. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. 
Um, and then obviously we have to talk about Taylor Swift <laughs> and her new boyfriend, a football player. What's his name? Travis something. I don't know. I'm not a football person and I'm not a Taylor Swift person either. I, I think Taylor's great. I have no problem with Taylor. She's beautiful and she's obviously very talented. I don't understand the Taylor Swift craze. Like, I don't get it. I want to get it. I really do. Because I feel old that I don't get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why do I not understand? But I don't get it. But, okay. But this whole football thing is interesting. First of all, she was dating this one guy for, what, like seven years? Very serious relationship. Broke up. Then I think she had like a fling for a short amount of time with someone. Again, I don't keep up with the Taylor news. I just can't. There's just too much noise out there. I don't know what's going on. But then started dating this football player. And everyone is going crazy. One, she's being very public about it. Like getting in a convertible with him. Obviously, there's going to be pictures. Going to his game. Sitting next to his mom. Cheering and clapping and jumping up and down. Obviously, that's going to be pictured. She just went to a game in New York with her best friend, uh, Blake Lively, and her husband, Ryan Reynolds, and Hugh Jackman. Like, how ran this, this group is very random. <laughs> what? But okay. Um, by the way, looking at the pictures, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds just remind me of me and my husband. Like, they just look like tired parents that have dressed up for the evening and are out on the town but in reality they're like so tired and they just want to eat and sit down and take a nap and you can like you know what I mean like they've got four little kids like it's just so funny and then you've got Taylor who's like a kid in a candy shop like literally bouncing off the walls but it just it also makes me laugh because I'm like Taylor's almost my age and she's single, no kids, obviously. She's best friends with Blake Lively, who is a mother of four. I believe they have four kids now, right? Mother of four, married. Like, you can just see, like, their whole vibe is so different. I'm just, I'm shocked that they're even still friends. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny. You see all these videos now, and, and Taylor's, like, talking to some of the other football wives, I shouldn't say other because she's not a wife, but you know what I mean. And you can see that she's like asking questions, like learning the game or learning how things work, maybe on the sidelines or behind the scenes or whatever with the cameras, who knows. Um, but she seems like in it for the long haul. Like it's kind of crazy. Um, I do love the whole, all of like the memes and stuff where it's like, wives are now interested in football <laughs> where it's like Sunday football and the husband like sits down to watch his game and then overcomes the wife with like popcorn and she's like me too like I want to see what Taylor's doing <laughs> it's like that's pretty funny actually um I do think it made football season a little more interesting right like I don't I'm not really like the biggest football person but I mean He's a two-time Super Bowl winner, so could could he go back to the Super Bowl? And then she would be there for the Super Bowl, and then no one would even watch the game. It would just be like the camera, like going back and forth between her and him. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! Speaking of Super Bowl, 
Usher, if you haven't heard, Usher is doing the halftime show. And I am so excited. I literally said that Usher should be the performer like two years ago when it was, um, when we had like Eminem and Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and all of them performing. Remember that one? That was, eh, it was all right. I feel like that one could have been better. Like we needed more Eminem. We needed more OG moments. And it was a little bit lacklusterous in that sense. But that was still a great one. And I literally was like, oh, you know who we really need is Usher. Because that's like same kind of generation. Obviously different type of music, but like same vibes and just reminds me of my childhood and my teen years and like all the things. So when they announced Usher, I was, I died. Like, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, first of all, he better do all of his good songs. And I'm not going to sit here and start singing them. You know what I'm talking about. I almost I almost just went into song, but I can't. I literally have no voice. So that I would I would have to like delete the whole thing. <laughs> but yes, I mean, Usher, we need you to bring it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Ah, uh, such a good one. I don't even know how are we even gonna top Usher? I don't think we can. Like this is gonna be like the end, the end. This is the best, and we're done. Um okay, and then we have to talk about Britney Spears. I mean, poor thing. I like my heart hurts for her so much. She's she's getting divorced. She's done with this guy, Sam, whatever his name is. By the way, Sam is Persian, which is kind of random. Um, but yeah, they're done. They're done. I don't really know the whole story there. And I, I kind of just don't care. Like that's, I'm more like concerned for her. I'm like, what is going on? But I, I think, I speculate that all the medication they forced her to take screwed her screwed her up. Let's be honest. Okay, prescription drugs are bad for you. God knows what they gave her and how long she was on them. If I was her or if I was someone close to her, I would get like a naturopathic doctor and staff them, like pay them a bunch of money, bring them on staff and be like, what can we do to help her? How can we detox her from all of the prescription crap that she has been on for at least the last decade? And what can we do to help her physically and mentally be the best her possible now? Because I guarantee that none of that is happening. She's probably like eating crap and God knows if she's sleeping well, who knows what kind of prescriptions she's on or not on. You can tell that like she's off, like something is way off. And I feel like she needs major TLC, not just to like detox and be healthy and all the things, but I feel like with her weird dances and stuff, like She's just craving the old Britney. Like she just misses being a performer. She misses learning dance routines. She misses singing and dancing. She, I mean, maybe she also misses like the spotlight and the fans and everything. I mean, that was really, if you really think about it, that was a lot of her upbringing was that. I mean, because even before she was like really Britney Spears, she did 
the was it the Disney stuff where they were like dancing and singing and they're part of groups and and that's where a bunch of these people came from. And so I feel like that's all she knows. That's all she knows. And now they just like she just like lives in this mansion by herself going crazy, doesn't know what to do with herself and it shows. Like I feel for her. I literally I yeah, I that's what I would do. I would get a naturopathic really good doctor put them on staff for at least the next year and have them do all the things. Look at her blood work, look at her hormones, get her off every medication, have her eating organic and healthy, bring in a personal trainer. Like I would do all the things. Like pretend like we're training for, you know, the Olympics. Like let's just go for it and get her an optimal health And then I think everything else for her will fall into place. Her relationship with her children would fall into place. Her love life would fall into place. Her career. Like, I just think nothing can happen until her health is fixed first. And yeah, it's just, it's so sad. It's so sad. Like, I look, I see sometimes old videos of her at her peak. And then I look at her today and I'm like, wow. Like that's, that's not aging. You know what I mean? Like you can see when people are aging and they're not able to do what they once did and maybe they're not as relevant. That's not aging. That is, I feel like she was poisoned. Like she has been poisoned by probably prescription meds, maybe other stuff. I don't know for a long time. And it shows it's, it's really sad. So, um, I'm hoping the best. Um, was uh, I was I am a Britney fan. Um, you know, and, and I think like also when you compare her to Christina Aguilera and Jessica Simpson and other women of her of her generation in that industry, you really see how far she's gone. You know, like sure, Jessica Simpson is not the same Jessica Simpson, and same with Christina Aguilera, but. It's, they're not that far gone. Like, this is just insane levels. And, um, yeah, I wish, like, I don't know. I hope, Brittany, listen to this and do what I just said, please. I mean, you don't need to be under court order. Um, clearly, you don't have a good relationship with your family as far as, like, your parents and your sister go. I don't know. But, like, and, and here's the here's the truth. Like, her family might not even know what to do to help her. They probably don't understand the power of eating organic or not being on prescription meds or drinking clean water, like basics. So, you know, I don't really blame them necessarily. I mean, I don't know the situation, but I think that she's got the resources as far as like money goes and the ability to have privacy. She needs to hire the right people that can really get her to optimal health and where she can really focus on herself and just let go of all this other stuff. Um, So maybe getting rid of this guy was like step one of that, hopefully, fingers crossed. Okay, this has been fun. I feel like we went over all sorts of random stuff, (laughs) but pop culture always has a little something to give us. And um, I I like a little, you know, I like a little food for thought. So I hope that was just a little bit and we will see um, if Taylor and this guy get married. (laughs) 
I actually side note. I heard someone say this morning it was like um like a talk show host group, and the, I don't know what it was, but the lady was like, she said that she thinks that um, Taylor's gonna marry this guy. Like this is the guy. And I was like, wow, that's like a really bold statement to make, especially this early on. And especially since Taylor's had so many boyfriends and obviously has written a song about all of them. Um, But that would be nice. That would be nice to see Taylor settle down, get married, have babies, you know, maybe be like a cute football wife and wearing his jersey and going to his games. Um, But I kind of just feel like everything for her is like a little bit of a phase. You know? So we'll see.